0: You're listening to Pointing Pointers, the Point to Point podcast. Good evening and welcome back to Pointing Pointers. I'm Ben Atkins. We've missed you, we've missed each other, and most of all, we've missed Point to Pointing, but we are back. James Gray, are you by chance on good form?
1: I am. I don't know how you'd know that.
0: (laughs) You're consistent, James, if nothing else. Johnny. Someone once told me that you're a grower and I, I, I'm uh, I'm not quite sure in context what they meant really but uh, maybe they meant you get more palatable over time. I've missed you. How Have you fared over the summer?
2: Yeah not so bad, not so bad but I don't know if I'm a grower. Don't know if I <laughs> don't know if I grow on people.
0: <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that and um, yeah joining us this evening is Mike Drown. Now Mike was on this, the uh, last season's pods as regularly as we could get in, um, catching us up with all things Devon and Cornwall. Mike's going to join us this year um, in a bit of a producer capacity, uh, keeping us on the straight and narrow and helping deliver some great content this season. Mike, how you doing?
3: Hi, lads. I'm just surprised I made the Cup Series 2, to be honest, and I even got a promotion, so delighted. have
0: to say, Mike, it was a pretty low bar, but uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you on before we crack on into uh, the rest of the show what's going to be a bit of a catch-up um fairly short episode today just uh, talking about what we're looking forward to this season um let's just address the elephant in the room so we we said we'd deliver some summer specials and frankly we haven't delivered the goods at all have we so um i have to take at least uh 33 of the blame uh perhaps even a bit more. Uh but um, you know, I've got a little bit busy with events coming back on streams, my main business, and I've had to concentrate on that over the summer. And um yeah, we, we haven't really delivered on our promise of some uh specials. But we, we did we did do the evening with Luke Harvey, which I'm sure you'll agree was uh was great fun. We had we had brilliant fun doing that, didn't we?
2: Yeah Luke Luke was good fun. Good fun to listen to and uh yeah certainly certainly made us laugh, that's for sure
0: absolutely yeah no he's uh really 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 generous with his time and learned a lot so yeah great great to get that that's one special that we managed uh out there lads anyway um we're we're, we're looking forward to this season massively for me uh I, I was thinking about this earlier and for me you know one trainer bradley gibbs um, you know, it'd be really interesting to see if he can back up what was an amazing season for him last year. Um, you know, we had him on the show and we'd give him a bit of a jibe about whether he'd be able to back it up. And, you know, I think he I think he can. And, and James, uh, you know, we were talking earlier, uh, it certainly seems like he's gone out and bought the ammunition.
1: Yeah, they've been at the sales, haven't they, buying plenty of horses. He's uh, full of enthusiasm, that's for sure. it would be uh, exciting to see uh, whether he can, uh, yeah, whether he can get the uh, job done.
0: Johnny, what are you looking forward to?
1: Um, I think
2: for me, probably young riders again, uh, first winners like to see, yeah, first winners. I let myself down a bit on that last year when I missed, missed a couple. Uh, but I thought the, the, certainly the, the, the men's novice riders last year was, was great going up to sort of the last day. So it'd be great to see another couple of, couple of, couple more young novice riders, male or female. Um, you know, to make it exciting again, that'd be that'd be good for me.
0: Mike, is there anything that you're particularly looking forward to for this season?
3: Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to being a part of the live stream again um, down in Devon and Cornwall area. Um, I helped last season and it was a great team of people uh, headed by Cornelius Leiter and uh, they have some new camera and new tech equipment for this season. And I'm just really looking forward to the results of that. Uh-huh.
0: Really. so does that include... Um, does that include some finish line photography, by any chance?
3: <laughs> uh, I don't. Not
0: sure that's going to be a part of it, no. Um, so I know that uh, <laughs> uh, I know that uh, um, race meet that I'm involved with up this way. They're introducing finishing line camera technology, so we'll perhaps uh, perhaps talk about that a little bit later on. Um, one thing that uh, struck me about the uh, the The podcast we did with Luke Harvey was you know towards the end I was re listening the other day and towards the end we were just sort of um, blundered into the point that actually live streams could um, kind of become a very important part of making um, point-to-pointing sort of commercially viable in in the sense that when we're getting eyes on the sport we can start you know getting more sponsors involved and uh, you know being able to do more on on on-course hospitality for for those sponsors, which I think make massive, uh, you know, massive difference to gate numbers, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of, I, I, you know, I know a lot's been said about live streams and the, and the for and against. But, I, I, you know, I stick to my point that I think, you know, Mike, I'm not going to be able to get down to Devon and Cornwall every every time there's a meet. Probably won't be invited either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, actually. I've been mean to say about that. We're definitely going on a road trip. We're going. We're going large. Pointing pointers are going large to Devon and Cornwall. We could maybe make a a short Netflix documentary about the uh, the the uh, the, only the second time I've ever been in the same room as you, Johnny.
3: I'll get the uh, ciders and the beers on ice,
0: boys. (laughs) I'm actually teetotal. (laughs) News to me. (laughs) Oh dear. So. We're going to head into this season, and um, there's there's no doubt going to be plenty of talking points as they uh, as they rear their heads. But um, you know, a few things have happened over the, over the course of the summer. Uh, and Johnny, what what do you think about um, the the season creeping into the autumn? I mean, it, it's 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 come earlier each time, and. Um, you know, there's there's definitely uh, a, a small group of people that would feel it's becoming too strung out. But you know, I can see the fore, and again, so uh, how do you feel about it? Uh,
2: I'm not against it becoming as early as it's becoming, but I don't think it wants to become much earlier because I just don't think there's any need for it. Personally, I don't think there's the horses about to to spread themselves out through a longer season. Would be my opinion mm.
0: for me. You know, uh, I've been hunting this morning, and it's so warm still, and so dry in a lot of places. It's um, it, it might do some funny things to the ground. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it, I mean, it's only it's only crept back a couple of weeks this time around. I mean, uh, Mike, do you do you do you have any sort of strong vibes on this?
3: Yeah, well, I I know we've missed out a lot, haven't we, with COVID and that? But um, and I know everyone's keen to get back. But for me even though I'm such a fan of pointing and I'd go pointing every day of the week, it's, I think it's plenty early enough really, because last year there was plenty of times when there's small fields anyway. And I think that, yeah, we, you have the sort of worry then that our field size is going to be depleted.
2: I think also the quality of horse, the quality of the racing or, Will lack, won't it? Because you can't have your best horses on the go from the first meeting to the last meeting. And you see that anyway. The best horses are put away.
3: It's a long season, Um, isn't
2: it? So I think qualities is important, to be honest.
3: Also I don't mind like if Yeah, you know, if it starts, it starts, but at the minute it's a little it before it was a little bit stop start until after Christmas anyway so it's like you've got three months of only the odd chance of racing so um it, it's a long time to keep a horse in and keep fit and keep sweet really isn't it
0: yeah for sure i mean i mean the other thing to say is that there's there, there'll definitely be horses that prefer the the better ground
2: you could argue that they should be running later on in the season and that's when their field or you know field sizes are at the lowest on the whole because the ground's too quick so
0: well, the back end of the season, you mean? Yeah,
2: sorry. Yeah, and I mean, you could argue that yeah they'll get a break in the middle, but it's an amateur sport, isn't it? So whether that would happen?
0: Yeah, for sure. I suppose with the, with the way that the uh, the climate is at the moment, there's just no telling what the weather's going to do at any point, is there? I you think mean?
1: you've got to look at the tradition of pointing though. Traditionally, you'd have got your point to pointers fit on the hunting field, um so it couldn't start before Christmas, could it? Because you needed that bit of time. And I think now where and you know you've got them fit on stubbles and mar- grass margins and things like that whereas things have changed now haven't they a lot of these more professional yards they've got all weather gallops or even the smaller yards they've got access to all weather gallops which means that they can get the horses fitter you don't need to hunt like you used to do now to qualify so you know there's definitely i think there's definitely space for it i think one of the it definitely needs structure. You know, one of the biggest problems for the last couple of years is you've had a meeting somewhere and then you've had no meeting for four weeks. Well, that's no good. You know, you need to get the ball rolling and, and get the jockeys fit and get them riding every weekend. Um, but I mean, one of my biggest sort of concerns or bugbears about point to pointing has always been the fact that all the finals are run on firm ground in May. So, you know, maybe there's an option to bring those forwards and run the finals in April and, and have some kind of summer series in May. But, um, yeah, it needs looking at but how we do it. I'm not too sure.
0: Tell you what, boys, if nothing else, it's going to be a long old slogger starting in October and finishing in May, isn't it? I think we're going to have to go bi-weekly for a start. I'm not sure I can cope with you lot once a week.
3: The listeners are definitely going to be sick of us
0: by the end of uh, June anyway. They <laughs> vote with their ears. They can vote with their ears. Uh, it, it, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I haven't fully formed this point in my... Uh, in my mind, which I know will set alarm bells ringing as I start talking. uh, But uh, (laughs) I've kind of, you know, one of the things to come out of the the conversation with Luke Harvey for me was that he, you know, he was adamant that to compete pointing now, you need a horse that's capable of winning a a midweek race under rules. And um, just going back to what you're saying, James, about, you know, people training them on, on grass margins and across stubbles and just taking their point, you know, just taking their hunter pointing. Um, you know, I, I sort of harbour the romantic notion that that's still possible, and you know, maybe I'm just looking at that through my own sort of selfish lens of wanting to wanting to train one or two alongside my hunters or whatever, and do it myself. But uh, you know, it, uh, kind of the two things are in stark contrast, really. You know, uh, uh, I, I'd love to believe that it's still possible. I
2: actually think it is still possible. You do? I do. I think if you get an old horse out of somewhere like Alan King's or Paul Nichols's. You're not going to improve how they've been trained. Like you're not going to get more ability out of them. But if they've gone a bit sour, then putting them on an all, all weather gallop is probably the worst thing for them. So in that respect, you perhaps you might be able to re, I don't know get the best get them to come at, come to their best again. Does that make sense?
3: Are you saying Ben's not as good a trainer as
2: Cornicles? <laughs> I mean, it's a close one.
3: <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> but, uh, i'm
0: just not i'm not i'm not a trainer mike so, so therefore comparisons are, are not <laughs> currently possible I, I can't remember if it was charlie or charlie or um brad that was saying on the on the pod last season it was charlie they had a horse that need yeah that just needed sweetening up and um yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I suppose I suppose I'm, all, I'm always thinking about you know having a young horse and then and then going on with it. But actually, you're dead right. You know, if you buy a horse with a fair bit of ability that's that's coming down in grade, so to speak, rather than starting out his career, um, then I suppose the two things are mutually compatible. Yeah. Um, so we need to um, we need to get into s- predictions for the season. So what we need from each of you is the top jock, top trainer, and then just you know one 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 thing that you might you, you think might be a, a to, something we're talking about a talking point during the season. So, uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> I'm happy to go. I'll go first. I'll go yeah. first. Um, Cheers,
2: Johnny. I think in terms of the men's, uh, I'd like to see Biddick uh, come back and. Uh, and win it because I think he, he's certainly the best I ever rode against. Um, but, you know, I think James King uh, will take a bit of beating as well because you know, he's riding, he's riding in the week as well. Riding in a bumper today at Worcester, um, which finished third. So he's riding against professionals, which is always going to keep him fairly sharp. I think in terms of uh, the, the, the women's title, I think Gina's pretty safe. Uh, I think there are some good, good female riders um, you know, Izzy Marshall, she showed showed everyone that she can ride last year, but um I don't think she's got the ammunition to to compete with Gina personally.
0: Yeah, Johnny, I'd um I'd have to totally agree with you that uh, Gina's fairly safe, especially now uh yeah, you know, since 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 coming on our podcast, Amy Woff's uh, career has taken off. It's in a different stratosphere, she's now riding professionally under rules. Um, on the flat, actually, she's had some massively prized winners. I think I backed her at something like 120 to one or something, uh, and uh, which uh, which was <laughs> which was fairly handy. Um, but yeah, no, uh, good on you, Amy. You've been uh, doing doing great stuff in the rules.
2: And great to see because Bradley didn't ride a winner. or barely rode a winner after he came on last year as well. So you know, we're not we don't put the stoppers on everyone.
0: Uh, I have to say, I think. You know, given he will have access to a fair bit of firepower and just a fiercely, fiercely competitive and uh, talented family, I think Jack Andrews will have a bit to say about the um, championship this season. Uh, I don't think he'll lie down and take that particularly well, and I expect to see Jack, uh, you know, fighting it out definitely in the finish. Um, and I'm going to put stick my neck on the block and. And say a feature of this season will be that we will have some record attendances on course. Uh, obviously, in my line of work, I'm seeing some pretty good uh, results in that in, in attendance and people being keen to go out and do things. And as long as COVID doesn't have a, a strong grip on the winter, which uh, you know is is also possible, we have to say uh, I, I can see people really being keen to get back. Uh, get back pointing. So uh, yeah, Gina, Jack, and some record attendance figures for me. In terms of a uh, top trainer, though, um, I think uh, Station Yard have got some uh, firepower this season. I think they've been, they've got plenty, uh, plenty in store to come out, and um, it's going to be really interesting. People have definitely gone back to the well and uh, and you know
3: stocked up. So um, yeah, I think they'll they'll come out on top for me. Uh, Mike, what are you thinking? Yeah, I agree with Johnny, really. I think after missing out uh, last season on the title, Biddick is going to be hungrier than ever. Obviously, he was hindered by his injury. But um, it's, uh, yeah, I think I- I'm sticking with the West Country man and I think he'll be crowned once again. I'd love to see him crowned again. Um, regards to trainer, down here, Dean Summersby is always a hard man to beat. Uh, he- his horses are always very fit and uh, I-, I expect him to be Saddling plenty of winners again this season.
0: I just feel like you're championing Devon and Cornwall. I mean, you know, we could be accused of being a bit Midlands centric, to be fair, so you just fight the corner for the South West.
3: Well, we're just better, <laughs> aren't we? So why would, why would I. Why Easier would I, racing why down would, there, though, isn't it? Why would I pick it Easier
0: racing, exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is that why you came down here at the like. Latter-day yeah, Latter-day
1: it's, really, Uber, it's, isn't it. it's the only place you can <laughs> win. It was like a footballer <laughs> moving to America. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's
0: absolutely like that, James. It's one hundred percent I'm 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 just not liking
3: what I'm hearing here. What's it called? The MLS. But you just gotta go where it's easier, don't you? He did a Beckham.
0: Yeah, unfortunately I didn't have the talent. <laughs> uh, they don't they don't do badly down there, do they, to be fair. And uh yeah, it be it's uh yeah, I, I'm 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 mad keen for a trip, as I say.
3: So uh when's the first meet, Mike? Uh, sort of the 30th Saturday down at Autry so um, yeah we've had plenty of rain there this week but um, hopefully we'll have some nice ground for the first meeting and kick on and roll on from there really
0: James what are you looking forward to this season my friend and what do you think in terms of predictions top jock top trainer and a talking point
1: I think the Ellis's have got a really strong hand haven't they you look at some of the bigger stables like for me Station Yard because they've got the four-year-olds that holds them back a bit from the championship because a lot of them will only run once and win you know and they'll be looking after them whereas the Ellises, some of their horses will win four or five this year so it gives both from a training point of view and their jockeys a real chance so as you said jack andrews will have a big year i'm sure whether whether he'll have quite enough with his height and that whether he'll have enough um, ammunition to win it i don't know for me i'd say probably james king um bradley gibbs will have a good year i should think with the amount of horses he's got in um but yeah i mean it obvious isn't it really gina will win the women's championship hopefully um but yeah no it's interesting
0: uh which will which we'll get on to another time how long before they just combined
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because, obviously, you take Gina out and the other ladies are not riding anything like the same number of winners, so it's a bit of a tricky situation.
2: I asked Gina about it last year and she said, what a ridiculous idea. So, that's her (laughs) thoughts. (laughs) Fair enough. She actually wasn't as polite about it as uh, as I was just
3: then. But I won't repeat (laughs) what she said. But watching... um, I really enjoyed that Holly Doyle documentary um, and obviously there's a lot of people thinking that she'll be champion, flat rider, flat jockey one year so so why not, why why can't it sort of progress but um, Holly just keeps smashing, she smashed her record for the last two years hasn't she so she keeps riding more and more winners and she's going to get more opportunities the more winners she rides so. She shows that it's possible, she's mentally tough isn't she?
0: So. We've got a lot to look forward to this season. Um, Next week, we are going to be joined by none other than Peter Wright, who has very generously agreed to come on the show and uh, give us his thoughts about the year that was and the year that's coming up. So we, uh, we can't wait for that. Uh, there on in we're probably going to have a bi-weekly show just until after Christmas so that you're not entirely sick to the back teeth of us by uh, January the 1st um, and uh, and then in the in the new year we'll we'll kick on uh, with the weekly show as we did last time so that's what we've got coming up lads it's been a pleasure to catch up and uh, Mike great to have you on the team uh, and we'll see you again soon cheers Ben cheers boys cheers guys good to speak to you all hi this has been Pointing Pointers and we'll see you again next week